You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. How's it going? Hi, Gina. How are you going? I'm good. What's going on? How's your week been? My week has been good. I'm feeling a little bit seedy today because uh, I entertained last wow. night. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Walk actually very Valerie unmeet. Valerie Koo entertaining. How does that look? So you spent the entire week in the kitchen, cooking <laughs> up a storm, getting everything ready. How does Valerie Koo entertain? Well, I did clean a lot. Yes. Clean the house, yes. And then what and did you cook? I, I kind of, the better word is I organised. Yeah, so you ordered out. Assembled. You, yes. <laughs> yes. So you got someone to bring the food around, didn't you? Well, and no, you didn't I picked go it that up. extra step I that I suggested mm-hmm. is that you go to the restaurant with your um, ovenware and all of that, your own dishes, and you get the, them to put the food in there and then you serve it up and don't tell the guests that you didn't make it. You, you actually told them that, oh, we ordered this in for you. Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't need that because I've got a little corner that you turn in my kitchen where yeah. the guests can't see. Uh-huh. So everything was prepared in that little corner. So I didn't say either way whether I ordered in or not. I just <laughs> let people come to their own conclusions. Fair enough. Well, well done. Congratulations. It's uh, it's nice to have people in your home again and yeah. I guess much wine was consumed. Much wine. How, how about you, Gina? What have you been up to? Well, we've been, uh, I've been out and about as well, but today I um, was driving along and this is my story of courage and I know that uh, summer's on the way mm. when you're driving along and you're stuck in traffic and then you look on the windscreen and you see a huntsman, which is a oh, massive yeah. mm-hmm. on the windscreen. And then there's mm. that moment of panic when you're not sure, is it outside or inside? And then I'm yep. like, it's inside, it's inside, it's in the car. Oh, it's in no. the car, I'm stuck in traffic. So I managed to find an empty coffee cup oh. and uh, I caught it on the windscreen and then I slid, uh, I pulled over by the way. Yeah. Um, but there's that, it's, it's, you know that it's not going to jump and, and bite you or anything, but you mm. think it might. So there's just mm. that fear that goes through your body. Mm. Anyway, I pulled over and I managed to catch it and then slide a piece of paper under there and put it outside and then um, oh told it to, you know, off you go. Fly free. I hope they I hope your babies aren't still in the car. So. Oh no! <laughs> or I hope you weren't a baby and the mother's going to be really angry. So, oh yeah, I don't I don't kill spiders anymore. But that is so um, nerve wracking. And yes. uh, 
Yeah, I've got a recommendation for a show. Uh, but so uh, this is a photography podcast. Uh, yes, podcast, it is. Believe it and, or not, uh, this this week we're talking about beyond the cliche, how to shoot family portraits that stand out from the pack. But you know, Val and I like to have a little bit of a catch up first. Yeah. Um, alone. So it's a, a show that's shot on Vancouver Island. Ten mm. contestants um, are sent out into the wild and they have to survive. And, like, they do amazing stuff. I, I, I binged it over the whole week. I've binged it over the last, like, four days. Wow. Best show I've ever watched for a long time. The guys build um, huts. They they make fire from nothing. They catch fish. Amazing. It's freezing. It's snowing. It's raining. And you watch them actually um, – their mental health deteriorates over the course of the several weeks that they're there. So it's not so much the physical challenge, it's the mental challenge. And it's mm. like you you see that in, a, you know, a lot of people that um, start businesses or learn mm. new skills. It's not whether you think you can do it or you think you can't. Either way, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. if you can learn to master your mind and you can see, you could see the guy that was going to win. You could see that the men- mental toughness that he had and his his attitude was not about, he wasn't thinking a week or two ahead. He wasn't going, what's going on at home? Everyone's, mm. you know, he was in the moment. He's like, right, I just need enough water for this moment. I just need to stay warm and I'll survive. And then he tackles the next moment. And that's like everything. And then, you know, you watch them fall over and because they, they try and catch a fish. It doesn't work. They get frustrated. But the next day they regroup, they go out, they have another go and they make it work. And that's with everything. So I think if you're into a show that's going to really challenge you and entertain you and, you know, make you guilty about going to the fridge for food alone, um, here in Australia it's on SBS, but I think, you know, it's filmed in on Vancouver Island. Um, I think it's shown around the world. Mm. Definitely worth watching. I loved it. Wow, that's completely different to the show I'm watching at the moment. <laughs> American Crime Story Impeachment. Right. <laughs> yeah. About the period where uh, the Clintons were in office and Moni- the Monica Lewinsky um, scandal occurred. Anyway, it was it's very well done, I have to say. There but let's move on. What have you been doing with the gold community this week? I yeah, see a so lot of activity happening. A lot of activity. So... With the gold community, one thing that I want them all to do is be match fit, and I recommend this to all the listeners. So it doesn't matter how many YouTube videos you've watched, how many um, podcasts you've listened to, how many tutorials you've read, in your head that information is useless. You need to be match fit, and by that I mean if you are not shooting every day which is the idea like you're out there you're doing um, working every day because you're being hired to work that's going to build your skills if that's not happening then make it happen so just even if you just allow 30 minutes a day to like okay today I'm 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 an event photographer I want to get match fit in my event photography then just take 30 minutes a day to practice your reflexes your your focusing skills, uh, shooting at night, guessing the exposure, all of those things, if you're doing those things every day, if you're a portrait photographer, shoot a portrait a day, these things are going to get you match fit because it's not if, it's when the break will come and the break will come 
when you least expect it. You know, for me, the biggest breaks in my life have come when I've been renovating a house, couldn't find half my gear in the, in between moving, you know, um, all of those times. But because I was match fit, I was able to go out and do the job and get the client and keep them. So this is important. So this is drilled into the goalies. I, I give them drills to do to make sure that they're match fit. So now they're getting, you know, every day we get a, a new post going, oh, my God, I just got I just got this job. Normally I'd be in the corner throwing up if I got this mm. job, but I'm not. I'm really confident. I know okay. I can do it. And they're getting these amazing gigs and they're not scared because they've done the work and they're match fit. So um, very excited for them. They're just like, you know, uh, and I've got some um, great interviews coming up with the with, with some of the gold members, some more interviews to, to share with you. So, yeah, it's been a, a big week for the goldies. All right. So if you're interested in finding out what a goldie is, that is a member of the gold community, uh, have a listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by the gold community. If you're wondering what it's like to be a member of the gold community over at GinaMilitia.com, I asked Mickey Johns why she joined. Before joining the gold community, I was still really timid. I wasn't game enough to put myself out there. When I spoke to you and after joining the community and seeing how much people actually put themselves out there and ask for feedback and, and they want that critique so they can improve themselves, it gave me that confidence boost to go, you know what, it's not a bad thing to have people say negative stuff about your work because otherwise you're not going to know what you need to fix. You're going to just continue to do the same thing and and you're never going to improve it the, the community itself are so open and so like inclusive and some people just sit there and they go i love your work but then other people go you know what you could do this or, or maybe you could try that next time and i found that really really helpful but i also love um your ask me anything because you go through and you actually you personalize the feedback. I'm putting myself out there to ask a question on how to improve that. The way that you go into detail to explain what you're talking about, it's just, it's really good. And I found that really, really helpful. That's probably my favorite part. I would just tell them to jump on it. Like, just get on there. Just, you, you're never gonna know something if you like something, um, unless you experience it yourself. Trust me, it, when you go and put yourself out there and you join a community and you have that sense of belonging somewhere, it's just, it's next level. You, ca you can't beat it at all. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, head to GinaMilitia.com and click on Memberships. All right, let's move on to our topic this week, which is beyond the cliche, how to shoot family portraits. This is a good one, Gina, because... Oh, I mean, that's one of the most common things that photographers need to shoot, right? Family portraits. Well, yeah, it's one of the things that a lot of people, you know, um, cut their teeth on as photographers, mm. either weddings or family portraits, and it's usually the thing that you've all got that friend, Dave, that you work with who says, oh, hey, we need a family portrait. Do you want to come and do it? It's like, yes, but what you want to do is avoid the cliché. Uh, great word, isn't it? What's, Val, what's that mm. thing that goes above the E? What's that called? The little dash. Oh, an accent. A what? An accent. An accent, yeah. Yes. So cliché, great word. Uh, and so basically it's, it's, it's been done to death. We don't want to do those kind of photos. So what are those images that are done to death? Well, 
if you're seeing the these family portraits and you see a certain shot everywhere, that's the shot that you want to avoid, you know. And it's I like I know that it's human nature to 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 think that okay, everyone's doing um, shots of uh, families at sunset wearing white t-shirts, blue <laughs> jeans on the beach. So I should do them as well because that's how family portraits are shot. Or um, we shoot in the woods against a, you know, a super warm, uh, blurred out background because that's what everyone else is doing and you want to sort of fit in. But but that means that you're kind of blending in with everyone else and you kind of don't want to fit in. You want to go the opposite direction of what everyone else is doing. So I wanted to um, dedicate a show to like if we gave you a brief from, uh, you know, a, a client uh, and I will run through my thought process to how to shoot this to make it look like not every other family portrait shoot and uh, hopefully you'll get uh, a lot of repeat business out of it and, you know, maybe some editorial online work and things like that. So shall we dive in, Val? Yeah, let's dive in. All right, so we've got a brief from hot people in Linen Magazine. <laughs> Yeah, okay, because there's a magazine called Hot People in Linen. Uh-huh. Hot People Who Wear Linen, and it's kind of mm. that uh, layered linen in different tones of wheat. Do you know the <laughs> – And wheat and white. Do you know the look I'm going for, Val? I do. And it's bare feet. Oh, yes. And Usually um, on sand. Usually on sand, and the kids mm. have uh, all got long hair. Yes, and there's and the, a lot of wood texture if there is anything. Lots of texture. There's mm. lots of natural fibres yes. throughout the house. Yes. And um, natural fibres and they often use lots of, you know, organic mm. shampoos and, and all <laughs> sorts of that. So we've got um, the the magazine want a 10-page uh, a story plus a cover mm-hmm. and we're photographing the gorgeous family. Great. So we've got newborn baby gorgeous, we've got four-year-old Freddie gorgeous, and there's 16-year-old Sally gorgeous, Okay. 14-year-old Dave gorgeous. Right. We've got the grandparents, mama and papa gorgeous, and you know what they look like, Val, out of stock shots. Describe the grandparents. They're, they're, the, they're, the, the, the grandfather mm. is a silver fox. Yes. <laughs> and He's he gorgeous. has... Qu- Quite a tan. <laughs> what colour linen is he wearing? Uh, he's wearing a white linen shirt. Mm, mm. Mm, yes. Um, and, and he's got those uh, naturally lined face, but yes. it looks great on him. Yes, exactly, exactly. And the grandmother has um, long flow, even though her hair yeah. has already gone grey, it, yeah. it looks more like platinum blonde. Yes. And it's long and flowing and uh, she also has a, you know, a, a naturally lined face, but she also is tanned and healthy. And, high cheekbones. And high cheekbones and still mm. very slim. Yes. So they're a gorgeous couple. Uh, in their <laughs> late 70s, Val. Yes, I know. Um, stock and she runs ready. an art gallery. Of course she does. <laughs> what does he do? He sails. <laughs> well, no, well, exactly. I mean, he's retired. But, you know, he likes to sail and uh, they've got um, – There'll be shots of him at the, um, you know, steering his yacht. <laughs> you can just see it shot from below so that he's, you know, 
there's a okay. paddle on the wall that hangs mm-hmm. on the wall in That's the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they've got two dogs. Yes, yes. What are the dogs? Cavalier King Charles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> two cats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're like my cats, fluffy white yeah, cats. Yeah, they would be your cats. So they'd be yeah. Rexy and Rocky for yeah. sure. Yeah. And mm. just for good measure, I've chucked in some goats because they live right. on land in the linen belt of the part of the country. Right, right, right. And, but, and because they're, you know, fairly learned, they've got a couple of goats and they're called Woodward and Bernstein. <laughs> Beautiful. So the fabulous, um, gorgeous family live on a beachfront property. Yes, and of course. Backs onto a fine part po- of a course pine, it does. pine forest, right? Yes. So you know the house. It's um, it's light and bright. It's got a large kitchen, dining area, sort of all open plan. Um, but unfortunately, uh, they haven't finished renovating the rest of the house. So we've got a bit of a dimly lit, um, kind of pre, um, fabulous renovation. So it's a large country property. There's also a large garage. Mm. So the, uh, editor of the, uh, hot people in linen magazine (laughs) want individual shots, uh, of everyone because they're going to interview everyone individually, Mm. uh, and also for social media. Sure. We need um, a couple shots of Mr. and Mrs. Gorgeous and yes. we need um, a, a group shot with the kids and we need family shots with and without grandparents and we need lifestyle shots, pose shots and the house as well. So we need details of the house. Okay. okay. Yep. So with your editor's eye, Val, yeah. what kind of things are you thinking at this point that you would for, like to see? For which bits? In this whole spread. Well, they have to be lifestyle shots. Mm. So they – and even though they can look to camera and whatever, they're casually um, they're casually situated on the steps, on the back steps of the home as it leads out to the garden so that you can see the, 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 the doorway because the doorway is going to be beautiful and it's going to frame them and all of that. And you can see in the foreground their garden. Um, they're gonna, you're gonna have pictures of them playing with the dog, and the dog's gonna be really super cute and groomed, and all the rest of it. You're gonna get lots of inset shots of the little things, little things that tell more about their personality, their experience in their life. So, for example, um, it might be an old compass that uh, he picked up in Trinidad once when he <laughs> sailed there. <laughs> sailed around the world that first time back in 67. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, just the, the in the background in, you know, um, her study, there's going to be the photo of her and uh, Gloria Steinem or Hillary Clinton <laughs> or something like that. Um <laughs> Similarly, in the background and in his study, there'll be the phone, uh, the photo of him with shaking Henry Kissinger's hand, or or something like that. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, the 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 children's playroom. There'll be shots of their toys, which are not going to be iPads. They're going to be uh, wooden. yeah, wooden analog toys, <laughs> wooden toys that are um, hand dyed with natural. You know, and even if they don't have them, the stylist is going to bring those along. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so there'll be shots of things like the smelly candles that are really the posh smelly candles, you know, 
It's not going to be Glasshouse. It's going to be Joe Malone. People might not be familiar with those brands, but you know, it's the, the fancy smelly candles, or be a Bulgari smelly candle. Um, yeah. Jesus, what would a Bulgari think... candle smell like? Not great. <laughs> I hate that brand. It's disgusting. Okay. Gosh, that's harsh. <laughs> it is harsh. Wow. But, um, sorry. Let, let me say what I really think. Yeah. Um, all right. So. When you send out on a brief like this, if it happens to be in the next suburb, you could do a recce, but chances are mm. you're going to have to travel a few hours or it might be a flight away to get this shot. So you're going yeah. to be um, hitting the ground and having to do the recce and uh, work everything out as you go along. So what I suggest is, um, and it also it's going to depend on the, the, the client that you're working for and how much they're involved. Because if, if it's a, a big client and it's a decent magazine, then, yes, they're going to be sending a stylist and a hairdresser mm. uh, and a makeup artist mm. to to make sure that the family do all have matching um, linen wheat-coloured outfits, you know, um, but they all then look individual but you don't always have that luxury. So you've got the option to then send out emails, introduce yourself. And I would be emailing the mother because she's in charge of the kids mm. and probably organising the grandparents and, and the, the partner and the pets and all of that. And then just send out a list of stuff so that they know that they're ready. Like obviously, um, you know, and it sounds so obvious, but like, you know, just make sure the house is free of clutter. Mm. It sounds so obvious, but I can't tell you how many homes I've been to when it's like, did you maybe think to clean up a little bit before we turned up? <laughs> I don't think of it. So, you know, just saying mm. that in the nicest possible way. Um, and if they can send you maybe some interiors so that you can have an idea of what you're working with, that really helps. And obviously um, a good magazine is going to send you a brief with um, photo um, examples of yeah. other shoots that they've done that have the vibe and feel and lighting uh, of what they want. So that that is mm. um, the best way to brief a creative is to show them with photos rather than saying we want light and airy and fluffy. <laughs> you, you know, you and I could both hear that term, Val, and interpret mm. it in completely different way. So yes. I think as much prep work as you can do before you actually get to the house, and it's a, just a really good way to kind of have a connection, even if you can get on the phone with Mrs. Gorgeous and just go. Because um, one one question I always want to know is uh, when is the newborn not a complete a-hole to deal with? Because <laughs> newborns run the show, really. Okay. So mm -hmm. you, you're not going to turn up at like – five o'clock in the afternoon because it's mm. like, A, the light is going mm. and the baby's screaming and all the kids are hungry and the dog's hungry and mm. it's just not a great time. Mm. So you might want to be getting there at like the baby's being fed and, and the mum will say, oh, the baby's great from, you know, nine o'clock in the morning till 11 mm. and we have like beautiful light streaming in the windows at this time. And so you kind of got to pick, well, you want the baby to be good and you want to have kind of the best light. But there's things we can do that we'll talk about now that you can do with the lighting. So that's mm. the sort of the laying the groundwork. And then from there you want to be sort of formulating a shot list. So you've got the, the client is giving you a list of shots. 
but you want to be starting to think about, all right, how am I going to organize the people in these areas and think about the rooms that you want to shoot in. So we've got like the kitchen is looking great, right? So it's yep. so it's looking like the kitchen dining area is going to be our main spot and then we've got all these other areas around the property that we can focus on. So mm. let's talk about the gear here, Val, for a sec. Okay, let's do that. All right, so obviously that you're doing a job like this, it's a great if you can to have two camera bodies, so one with a short, fast lens and one with a longer lens. So I like to have something like a, a 50 or a 35 fast prime, so something like a 1.2 or a 1.6 uh, will do, and, and that is so that you can have those, um, you can work with um, low light if you have low light, but you can also throw the background out of focus. So you can disguise cluttered backgrounds or unphotogenic backgrounds, and you just give that lovely sort of creamy background. So, and the sort of the the shorter lens means that if you're working in small spaces, you, you can get in there and sort of um, capture the room without having to be backed into a corner. So you've got like enough space to get those shots. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And then I like to work with something like you can have a 24 to 70. I, I have tried this lens so many times, Val, so mm -hmm. many times. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't know why. There's nothing okay. wrong with it. So it's just me. It's my personal dislike of this lens. 24 to 70, perfectly good for, for doing lifestyle shots. For some reason, I just don't enjoy that lens. So I prefer the 24 to 105 or even the 70 to 200. But I find that when you're shooting – in um, small houses that the 70 to 200 might be a little bit tight, so more like the 24 to 105. The 24 gives you the opportunity, that wider lens, to get that lovely sort of panoramic shot of the room. So you've got a big room and then you can have people in there. With the zoom of the 105, you can come in and shoot those detail shots that you were talking about, Val, the, the – the, Inset um, shots little inset shot, little details of a compass mm. or, you know, a, uh, the, the, the fake toys that the stylist brings in. The, the, the pasta that they've made, the homemade pasta. <laughs> the homemade pasta. Mm -hmm. And what's a really good idea, and you can actually go, you don't have to buy these books, you can just go to your local library and spend a couple of hours finding all the beautiful Vogue interiors, Bell, all those high-end books that look like phone books mm. that are like 50 bucks each mm. and just read them and get them into your energy, just like absorb the pictures because mm. there is a real style to this sort of shooting, isn't there, to yeah. making properties look amazing and even um, uh, property catalogues, like high-end property catalogues have beautiful photography in them as well and they're yeah. often free so you can yeah. um, have a look at those online. So that that is a must that you've got those ideas. So 24 to 70, for me, a tripod is a must. I know that some people like hate the tripod. I insist that all the goldies use one. Once mm. you get used to it, there's so much more you can do. So that means that when you're shooting – you can bring your lights in very, very close, do that clean plate, get rid of the light, and you've got this amazing lighting, amazing shot. It's just a, a technique that you need to get used to, but it means that you can shoot um, a lot slower because you've got the tripod, slower shutter speeds, mm. um, and uh, they're, they're just worth it. But I would recommend that you crank up the ISO 
to something about like 800 and don't freak out. That's not a high ISO and it's always better to have a slightly noisier shot than a soft image, right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Great. All right. Let's talk about the lighting. So, Okay. What lighting do we bring? The easiest thing to do is to go, I'm going to shoot this all daylight, which is um, well and good, but if you want to take it to the next level, then you use the available daylight and then I add a little pop of flash and that's how I do anything. And it's the dook of flash. Dook. 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 Of, dook. It's a little dook of light. So dook. you've got your exposure and it'll look like there's enough daylight and then you just add a, just enough flash just to lift the skin tone maybe quarter, half a stop. And it's not going to light the whole room. It's just going to light the person and it gives it a whole new level. It just looks so much better and it feels like extra work and it is, but believe me, it's worth it. It gives it that your shots that high end production value. So when you add lighting, you increase the production value, everything looks cleaner, everything looks great and it's completely worth it. So you can do that with an umbrella box, uh, a shoot-through umbrella, um, or an octobox. The octobox is preferred because um, when you're using an octobox outside, it's less likely to get blown over. I do recommend that you have an assistant to hold the light um, and also uh, make sure that you've got extra weights on your light so that it doesn't blow over. So you just got to be really careful with that. All right, mm -hmm. so... The technique, basically, you take a reading for the daylight and then you add the flash and you're just adding like a tiny amount. It's as simple as that. Now, if you're a gold, a goldie, um, there is a workshop coming out on Monday. I think it's, it runs for a couple of hours where I cover how to do this, um, you know, from start to finish. So you'll, you'll be able to watch that. So you want to try and match the daylight as much as possible. The idea is to not have something that's like because if you just put flash on camera and you just blast it with flash you're going to get this flat um ugly sort of lighting that's not what you want to do you just want to have that tiny little bit of flash so what you want to do is you're looking for the room you're looking for large windows that that flood the light you know in into the room so you might have those coming in from the side or coming in behind you and then you can use like large reflectors to add extra fill and then you want to be looking for clean, open shade that you can shoot in. So garage light, we've talked a lot about garage light, or you can even look for backlit for to great for great mood and things like that. All right, does that all make right. sense? Yeah, making sense so far. Great tips. All right. So in terms of the background, and when you're looking for the setup shots, don't just go into a room and go, "All right, this is good enough." Don't be afraid to go. We can take stuff out. You can always take stuff out and move stuff around, and we're constantly mm. doing this. So what you – and, you like, when you're doing um, interiors, Val, you, you, you get them styled, right? Yeah, sure. So you're moving stuff around, you're bringing stuff in. So you want clean, uncluttered backgrounds, and, and you want to look for stuff that's maybe adding a pop of colour. So often the stylist will bring um, – some flowers or some plants that you can add like mm. a little pop of color to the corner if it's looking a little boring. And, just, and, if, and if you, you know, um, 
you can invest in fake flowers so that you, you can just bring them flowers? to shoot to shoot. You love fake flowers. <laughs> no, it's not that I love them. I just think they're practical, especially for shooting if you're if they're uh, only in the yeah. background. Yeah. You, there's good ones that you can you can't tell. So you can maybe yes, you start buy quality ones. You buy good quality ones, um, keep them in the car and you can, you know, with a nice vase and you can bust them out and put them in the background and honestly you cannot tell and, you know, put them in a little pocket of light and they and they look fantastic. So um, clean uncladded backgrounds. You want to look for frames within frames that you can set up your shot. So I like to shoot through door frames and that gives that sort of um, – that voyeuristic feel to a shot like, you know, I just happened to be walking past and I've looked through the door and there's the family in the kitchen. So, you know, yeah, things great. like that to frame your shot. You can set the table and um, have the family around the table. You can use the kitchen. You can use cars like, you know, have people, you know, sitting in the in the back of the car. Like you could have all the kids if there happens to be an old ute on the property, you know, mm. uh, or an old truck, you can have them all sitting on the back of that. Um, docks and jetties are great. Walls, garden paths, driveways. Jetties are fantastic. Mm. You're looking at, you know, the, the old boat that's upside down on the property. The kids are all sitting on that. So so what you do is when you get there, you do a walkthrough of the entire property. So you aim mm. to get there a little bit early, do a walkthrough, and then you can say, right, this is where we'll do the family shot. We'll do the kids running up this path. We can do, you know, grandma and grandpa hot coming up the path here. They can be mm. all in the kitchen. This is a great shot for the whole family. And you plan your shoot that way. It's not like mm. accidental. Everything is planned. And if you need to move things to be able to make space for yourself, then don't be afraid to move space, move things around. But obviously you want to factor that in to the whole And shoot. schedule that in and explain that to your yes. contact because if you're going to have do need half an hour or an hour or whatever, 45 minutes for your walkthrough, schedule that in so they don't have the kids ready to go as soon as you get there. You know, you, you, you say you don't actually need the kids till whatever time, right? So make sure you schedule that in. Otherwise, they're just standing around getting very narky, depending on how old they are, that they're it's waiting around doing nothing. In their linen that's been ironed within an inch yeah. of its life and they're not allowed to touch anything. And yeah. then one of the kids gets Nutella all down the front yeah. and then it's all yeah. on. So yeah. you can tell them it's like I'm going to be arriving at 8 and this can mm. be all in the pre-email or the pre-phone call. Mm. I'm going to be arriving at 8. We're not going to start shooting till 10. Yeah. I don't need the kids till 11. I'm going to yeah. do all the – or let's get That's the kids right. out of the way first mm. but, yeah. like, leave the kids in their regular clothes and get them changed just before we're about to shoot. Yes, exactly. And then – you might want to have that conversation about like, you know, we don't need to bribe the kids because that's a whole other, you know, dealing with the kids is a whole other thing. That's a whole so, other podcast A episode. whole other podcast. So, you know, you want to sort of have maybe grandma and grandpa off on another side of the house dealing with the kids while you're getting the other shots done so that you don't have to even be talking to them so they don't get used to you as well. So, mm. all right. So the shot list what you want to do is you want to plan that. So like obviously a kitchen, everyone in the kitchen, that's a great group shot. So you've got that. You want a bedroom, maybe uh mum or dad changing the baby. Okay. Mm. Uh, bathroom, you might have uh, the son uh, watching the dad shave. Yeah. Okay. Cute yeah. shot. 
Uh, Mum and the kids baking together. Now, these are all going to involve props and a little bit of setting up and a little bit of priming. You might have dad and the kids baking together. Dad and the kids baking together. You might have dad gardening or grandma and grandpa gardening with the kids. What a cute shot. They live on the beach. We could do that walking on the beach together. They're also in the woods. We can have them in the woods together, okay? So all of those shots are not posed and I've got scenarios where you can set them up and give everyone something to do and that's where the lifestyle Mm, nature comes in. So you've set up these scenarios where you've got natural interactions with everyone. So I've just described Mm. things that people can do. So while you're directing that, you're saying to the, you know, so let's just say for the um, the shaving shot. So we've got, could we have mum shaving and the kid watching? Does that work? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> We're trying to give equal time to everyone. So, so dad's shaving, and and the kids watching in the background. So you, you you know you would just say, all right, look, put the shaving cream on, and what I want you to do is just maybe with a a, a blunt razor. Mm. shave and Mm. you know and the kid watches but you need to like if you've got the little kids you need to be ready to go from frame one so you know uh do your lighting checks without the kid in the shot and make sure you've got the lighting right then you bring the kid in and start shooting and then you might be uh directing as you go along you you brief the dad you might want to have uh, someone else that you bring in that just says something ridiculous to make the kid laugh or just to get their attention. And it, it's got to be uh, scenarios that work for you. But the idea is to give them something to do and they repeat it often. So same with um, when you've got the whole family around the kitchen table, it's not a matter of saying, okay, everyone just talk because mm. you're not going to get a good shot. You've no, got to give feel each- awkward. It's awkward. No one knows what to say. No. One person will do all the talking. One person will always look the same way and one will look bored. The kids will go, have you done yet? You said we could go to McDonald's. Why can't we go to <laughs> – so you need to give someone, everyone something to do. And if the kids are playing up, praise one of them. So if one of them does mm. something remotely good, just go, Dave, oh, my God, you're so good at this. So I'm not ignoring the bad. Praise the good, praise the good. The other kids will come into line and then when they behave, you tell them, that's amazing, you're all amazing, you've done this before, but you give them something to do. So Dave, turn to Steve, pass him the beans. You know, Grandma, just talk to Grandpa. This, And just, and just keep doing it for every frame. I'm going to shoot 15 frames because I'm not very good at this. And then you'll get a laugh, you'll take that shot as well. And you just keep talking and keep encouraging everyone. Here's the kicker. If you shoot this on tripod mm-hmm. and you've got the shot registered, you might shoot 15 frames and like frame number 12 might be the one and everyone looks good except for Dave. But in frame 14, Dave looks fantastic. It's not very hard to merge 12, frame 12 and frame ah, together, brush yes. in Dave looking amazing and you've got this perfect shot. That's why I shoot this stuff in tripod because it hides all the errors. Same if you're doing the magazines ask for setup shots. When we're doing setup shots, we might do like like the posed family portrait of them all on the front steps and I get 
like frame three, everyone except for the little baby looks good, but frame five, I got a good shot of the baby, merge the shots together, and then the baby looks good and everyone else looks good. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's great. So that's the, the best way to do it. So yeah, natural human interactions is what you want to do. You want to have your daggy jokes or your dad jokes or whatever jokes you do, like <laughs> crack those jokes and then be ready to, to shoot the, the natural reaction because they will. Um, and you get those laughing shots and, you know, looking away and then you always be and now back to camera and you're continually directing, look away, back to me and, until you're satisfied with the shot. And when you've got a larger group, make sure you shoot not three frames, make sure you do 15, 20 frames mm. to make sure that you get the shot because it's harder to get a whole group of people looking good than it is a couple. So that's important to keep shooting. And then Val... You mentioned, and this is so important, the pickup shots. So yeah. this the is insects. something that you can you can do last. So get all the hard stuff out of the way, mm. and then keep a list of all the pickup shots, and then you can go around and get those little details. Or if you've got an assistant with you, you can get them to get those as you go along. So little details, boots in a line at the front door, mm. uh, books on a side table, the flowers, food little hands. Well, the thing with food though, the thing with food, if you're going to shoot food, make sure you think that through and that the kids don't eat it. Yeah, right. You know, before you get a chance to shoot it. Exactly. So you might want to be grabbing that on the go and, you know, what you want to push for when you're doing shoots like this, the client's going to always think that, oh, I do these in five minutes with my iPhone. It's like it's not a five-minute shoot. I'll need four hours. Mm. Four hours? How do we stay clean in beige linen for four hours? It's like, you know, well, don't get the kids ready for the first two hours. So, you know, you know, manage expectations. Let them know Mm. because it's usually the dad that gets grumpy that he's got to go back to work and Mm. you said you needed me for – you know, the first 30 minutes or whatever. So just manage expectations and make sure that you uh, get all those shots. So I've got some examples in the show notes if you want to have a look uh, just of the little details and setting up those lifestyle shots uh, with the pets and uh, things that you might want to grab. If you want to have a look, just go to ginamilitia.com and go to podcast and you can uh, check those shots as well, Val. So there you go. That's some... Non-cliche family shots for the, uh, what is it, Hot hot People in Linen magazine. <laughs> and, of course, the same principles apply even if you're shooting hot people in polyester or, or hot people in woolen jumpers. I'm, I'm itchy already when you say hot and woolen jumpers make me itchy. Okay, that's great. Some really great tips in there, Gina. Thank you so much. So what are you doing in the coming week until we chat again? Oh, so like we're like all 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 open. So who knows? I might get on a plane and fly overseas, Val. You never know. Uh, yeah, wow. Okay. That's pretty drastic. You um, never, probably not because I've still got to be able to get back. With, that's the problem. Yes. Isn't it? Not enough and flight of course, time. Yeah. Gina's talking about Melbourne. It's uh, emerging out of lockdown, probably the longest lockdown in the world. Long, lockdown <laughs> in the history of the world ever. And we're not at all traumatised by it. No. Clearly no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What are you okay, doing, so, What am I doing? Goodness me. That's a very good question. Um, so many things. 
I don't know. I am finishing off an Australian collection of designs for, you know, fabric and upholstery. Uh, moving on to Bahamas. Bahamas. Um, yeah, nice. well, I think I am. I'm not sure. Um, that's the, you know, the ideas that are in my brain at the mm-hmm. moment. I am still practising my cello. Um yep. Uh, in an attempt to get better at it. Um, I am reading some books and I will be watching my favourite show, Succession. Yeah, so that's our other recommendation, uh, Succession. So start with season one Mm, and we're up to season three. Uh, Probably the best writing on any TV show ever. So good. Um, And it's all about the – very, very wealthy and the inner workings of a like a multi-billion dollar uh, media empire. It's fascinating. It's so, so can, good. Like, and they the episodes come out once a week, which is you can't binge, so oh, you've got no, to hang so for a whole hard. week to watch it. But we're addicted. Addicted. I discovered it in 2017. I told you about it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Great show. Love Best it. show. All right, so uh, where do we find you online, Gina? So I'm at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm on all social media at Gina Militia. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, then I'd love the opportunity to work with you. Just go to ginamilitia.com and click on memberships. What about you, Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.